This is Channel 253. In this episode of Interchangeable White Ladies. We've got to stick with it in the off season. That's what I call it, in mm-hmm. the off season. When the cameras have mm-hmm. gone, when the cameras cut off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's no more media coverage and nobody's protesting, we still got to be in the game and we still got to mm-hmm. be seeing things through and making sure that our legislator, our legislators, our senators, our employers, um, our mm-hmm. health care providers are meeting the needs of people without discrimination. Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Today's essential question is how are small business owners coping with the coronavirus pandemic and adapting in this new environment? And our guest today is Cassandra Williams. She is a pastry chef, baker, and creator. She is the founding CEO and lead baker at Love by the Slice. For nearly 20 years, Cassandra has created thousands of memorable cakes and treats to commemorate events and occasions. She's also crafted scrumptious take-home desserts available fresh daily. Not only is she passionate about baking, but Cassandra believes in the power of fine craftsmanship and hard work, as evidenced by her unique designs and vignettes. Her vision is to empower young people in her community through job creation and opportunities to learn the business from the inside out. By giving people a chance to be creative and thoughtful, Love by the Slice is more than a bakery. We are so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just humbled. I'm excited. So thank you again. (laughs) Um, We just want to start with like beside your amazing bio, which is, by the way, I'm an English teacher. So I'm always interested in like juicy descriptive writing. I'm like, that's that's (laughs) That's good. good. Yeah. That's a good one. I always tell my students, I'm like, make it juicy. Make people want to read it. And that's how I felt. Like, I just want to keep reading. Love it. Um, it was it's good. Uh, so besides that, what do you think p- listeners should know about who you are and what you're bringing today? You know, um, I'm just your everyday God-fearing black lady uh, doing business in the inner city of Tacoma and Hilltop, uh, where I was born and raised. Um I've been married for 28 years, have three grown children, have all sons, okay? What? Congratulations. Thank you very (laughs) much. And uh, as of about a week and a half ago, I'm now a new grandmother. Oh, Uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. My first uh, granddaughter, as a matter of fact. So life is is, uh, full of surprises and fun and we're just taking a day at a time and uh, trying to enjoy, enjoy the journey. Um, I think for me, um, I'm just, life is a journey for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, as far as, as I'm concerned, if I can do something that will um, bring joy to somebody else's life, including mine, I think mm-hmm. I've done all right, you know? I'm doing mm-hmm. pretty good. So just... Um, yeah, great. I don't know what awesome. else to say at this point. No, but yeah. That's great. No, that's awesome. 20, 28 years. Congratulations. 28 years. Oh. And me and my husband, we, my husband's name is Chris, and we have a blast. We have fun every day. We play <laughs> Scrabble. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have fun. He's a really good friend. 
And uh, we've just found uh, out how to make things work for us. So it's mm-hmm. been pretty cool. Nice. I'm surprised Monopoly is part of that, though, because every time I play Monopoly, <laughs> I just get in a huge fight. Like, it doesn't matter listen, who I play with. Listen. And I cannot I- play that with my husband. We argue already about games that are not Monopoly. I don't even know if we can. <laughs> Isn't that what Monopoly is all about, though? Okay. If you don't pay your rent, you create fights. Okay. Yeah. It it makes, you know what? Monopoly, Monopoly makes your relationship stronger. If you can survive it, you're, you're in good shape. Yes. Oh yeah! Right now we're in a we're oh, in a yes. fight over a game called Battle Line, and I like can't stop playing because I'm like I need to play it more so I can get more strategic and get better at it. But then he keeps winning, which makes me really annoyed. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Well, and you know we've been playing so long that uh, now our grown children play, and uh, oh. <laughs> we used to win all the time. But now I got I have my middle son Calvin. He has learned, and he's a very good strategist, and he is starting to whoop us. Really bad in both <laughs> Monopoly and Scrabble. Okay, so I'm yeah. loving it. I'm like, boy, you, you came to play today. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll see how we doing. <laughs> Gotta switch up the game, maybe start over, like something that you <laughs> you played from your childhood that he's not good at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just having fun and enjoying the relationships, uh, you know, that we have, and I I think that's uh, the most really the most valuable thing that we can. Um, garner and and really um, embrace are the relationships that we create along our journey mm. of life. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And at, and at my age, I'm trying to have fun every day. Okay, every day. Good. Yes. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we, I guess, we want to ask you then, like, do you have a moment where you fell in love since you're you run a bakery or? Is there a moment that you fell in love with baking or um, like that kind of art or what's your first kind of moment with that? You know, um, since I was a kid, I love cake, cookies, pie, uh, all of that. And uh, I don't ever recall a day where I just like dreamed um, to have a bakery per se. But what happened for me and my family is that uh, we... Uh, we're members of a church, well, we still are really, members of a church called True Vine Community Church here in Tacoma, Washington. My husband still goes there. I go to Greater Life Church now. Um, but at the time, we were serving in the youth department. And, uh, you know, I kept going to meetings and everybody kept complaining about not having the assessment money. And, you know, I'm the type of person, I, I'll have the conversation like once or twice, but that third time, it's like, it's solution time, buddy. We got to come up with an idea mm-hmm. so we can get past here. So I was like, well, would you guys mind if we just baked some pound cakes and sold them at a bake sale and raised the money? Um, and then we'll be able to meet the assessment and, and move on, right? So everybody said, I thought that was a great idea. So my husband and I, we came home and I think we, we might have baked about 10 pound cakes that first go around. And uh, we had a bake sale. Well, they all sold out. Nice. So we raised the, we raised the assessment. Uh, we did two or three of those. Uh, we raised the assessment for that year and the next year. And then other auxiliaries heard about how successful it was. So they started asking us to help them as well. So we just started baking, you know, 20 pound cakes a weekend, 25 pound cakes, whatever um, it took to, to raise the assessment. And after about a year of doing that, uh, I was like, one day we were in the parking lot of our church and people were meeting me at the car to get their cakes, <laughs> putting the money 
putting the money in my hand. And then yeah. they were taking their cake, putting it in their cars. And then we were all walking into church together. No bake sale. <laughs> no, none of that was happening. It was just get my cake, put it in my car, give you the money. Boom. So I looked at my husband and I was like, uh, this is this feels like a business to me. <laughs> and my husband looked at me and said, well, I already have a job and I don't want a second one. So <laughs> if, if this is something you you really want to do, I'll support you. And so uh, I think about a few months after that, I licensed the business and we started baking. It was called Love by the Slice. I didn't have a logo. I didn't have any of that. I just had the name and uh, which I got in a dream, by the way. I oh, went okay. to school one night and the, the name Love by the Slice came to me in a dream. And I just started baking and we baked and we baked and we started out just doing pound cake. Then about a year in, had a customer call and say, hey, do you know how to uh, put icing on cake? I was like, well, uh, how soon do you need it? And they said, well, about 30 days. I said, well, I can learn anything in 30 days. <laughs> so I took the order. They wanted a basketball on top of the cake. So I told them, now, you know, that pound cake is really sweet. So if I put buttercream on there, it's going to be like super sweet. They're like, we don't care. It's going to taste good. So that's what <laughs> we want. So I made my first birthday cake and the basketball was horrific, but I did manage to get the icing on all the sides. So <laughs> that's a big problem right so there. <laughs> it was huge, right? It was huge. So from there, we just started to grow and grow and mm. grow. The next year, another customer calls, I'm getting married and I want you to do my wedding cake. I said, wedding cake, like, you know, the kind you stack on top of one another, wedding cake. <laughs> yes. I want a three tier cake. And I was like, well, how soon do you need it? Well, I won't need it for a few months. I was like, oh, I can learn anything in a few months. So yeah. I taught myself how to stack those cakes and ice them real smooth, you know. And that year I did my first wedding cake. And we just kept going and kept going and kept going. And we've seen 30% um, growth year over year. Um, mm -hmm. We did that for a few years. Then all of a sudden I woke up. And I realized I'm working all night. I'm working all day. I have young children. I have a husband. So I have all of these demands and no time. Mm. No time to rest. No time to shop. No, I mean, it was, it was crazy. So I was going to quit. I made my mind. I'm done. I'm over it. I did not start a business to uh, be consumed by it. Uh, so I was just going to give it up and, and, maybe do something else. I didn't know. I was good in my corporate job too. So <laughs> Wait, I was, was like, I got a job? day job. Right. So I worked in customer service. And at the time oh. I was working for uh, Voice Stream, mm -hmm. uh, a PCS company before they became mm -hmm. T-Mobile. That's before they oh, became yeah. T-Mobile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and I love that job, you know. Uh, but anyway, I got a phone call from a corporate <laughs> customer. And I heard through the grapevine that you were getting ready to quit. I said, I am, because I, 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 I can't do it. I'm, it's too much. It's just too much. They said, you can't quit. I said, well, why not? He said, your product is too good. And you are great at what you do. And you've got to keep, you've got to figure this out. So we talked and we talked. And what we came to was a conclusion that I didn't really have to quit, but I had to scale back. And so I took that moment. I was, I didn't have the capital to expand or, or to scale the business. 
So I had to ski, I had to come slow down production, get mm-hmm. some things in control. And what helped me was that they uh, told me bake specific, just bake exclusively for us. We'll send business your way every month. You can practice new flavor profiles, you know, perfect your buttercream, learn how to lay fondant on cakes, whatever you want to do, and we'll pay you to do it. So for 10 years, that's what I did. Wow. I did that for 10 years. Uh, And then I got fired from my job. (laughs) Fired from my job. September 14th. I'll never get it. 2014. I put the last item in my office in the box and I heard a little voice in my head said, now go down to the city of Tacoma and make sure your business license is intact. Hmm. I I was two blocks up from this municipal building down in downtown Tacoma. So I walked down the hill and went down there, asked him, was my list? Yes, ma'am. It'll expire December 31st. I said, wonderful. Thank you. I walked back up the hill. By the time I got to my car, I had another voice say, call this person, this person, this person. I called those three people. I had 10 cake orders that same day. Wow. And I have never looked back. And so uh, it's just a testament of of how my journey has worked, you know, as I've listened Mm -hmm. to my inner voice. And um, and I I believe it's God speaking to me Mm -hmm. um, because he created me. So he has a perfect plan for my life. Um, And so as I've been obedient to that, he's just paved the way, you know. Mm And the journey has just been so beautiful. And over the years, uh, I've dreamt other things. The logo, our brand, dream. Mm -hmm. I went to sleep and Mm -hmm. got that picture in my head and a friend of mine translated onto paper. And now we have what you see, our nice little logo, Mm -hmm. very simple. Um, And it has been with us now 19 years. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we've done that. I've got years and years of experience uh, uh, with, uh, in the nonprofit sector, mm-hmm. because I've always had a passion for community. Um, mm-hmm. I love young people. Um, I just enjoy uh, walking with uh, young adults because it's such a you know it's such a um, an amazing time to uh, get to the place that you've dreamt to be all your life, and then to find out mm-hmm. that a whole lot of stuff people told you wasn't quite right. <laughs> So being an adult, you know, you, you fight to be an adult and then you get there and you be like, oh my God, what in the world is this? Send me back, send me back. Yes, yes. So I love supporting uh, young adults through that uh, phase of life and it has just been phenomenal. I'm blessed. I have two young people that work for me, the two that I spoke of earlier. They staff uh, the baking operation. And I'll tell, we'll talk about, I know you guys have other questions, but I have a whole story behind the COVID-19 thing. Man. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. We definitely oh, my goodness. I'm oh, my goodness. Be, this would be a good time for me to hop off because I got to go, okay. go take care of the, my sick toddler. But, um, yeah, I'm so looking forward to hearing hearing about the rest of your and Hope's conversation today. And I, um, it sounds really interesting, especially, yeah, coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a big topic. <laughs> Amazing. It was, so nice. yeah. it was so nice to meet you and I'm so nice to meet you too. And I hope your baby feels better soon. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope maybe we can meet in real life. Someday. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Okay. Take care. Okay. All right. Bye. So quick question for you then. Um, I actually have a bunch of questions, but one of the things I wanted to ask you is what's your favorite thing to bake? <laughs> my favorite thing to bake. Oh my gosh. Um, or, or make, probably, I guess you could, it doesn't have to just be baked. Uh, you know what? Probably pound cake. 
Mm. I think pancake is because it's so simple. Uh, it's yep. the same. I mean, it's it's just a few things. You, it's 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 the simplicity of it. I think the simplicity of a pound cake, um, to me, is just beautiful. It's a beautiful art all up, all by itself because mm-hmm. you have to take these same ingredients and there's certain things you have to do to it to get it to make it come out right. And mm-hmm. if you don't do it right, you might get a block of something you mm-hmm. don't want to eat. Right. So. Um, I think pound cakes, the goal is to always have a light, fluffy pound cake that's flavor, flavorful. And I think we've done so many of them that we're, we're hitting the nail on the head these days. But yeah. I do. I like yeah. the simplicity of a pound cake. But I, I have so many favorite desserts. It's, it's crazy because I just love sweets. <laughs> and so can you talk a little bit about, so you mentioned you're, you're, um, you have hired a couple of people to work with you. And so what does that look like on the day to day with your shop? And what, what else do you, besides pound cake, what else do you, are your specialties? So, uh, love by the slice is a social enterprise that specializes in the manufacture of specialty baked goods. So, um, and we do it to create jobs. That is why love by the slice exists. So my dream has always been to hire uh, people uh, in Hilltop, uh, mm-hmm. in the city of Tacoma, and the t- two that work for me. Um, I, and and granted, before the two that I have now, my family has always, my children have always worked in the business. They, you know, yeah. they were they were trash technicians. They've been, <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> they were di- they were dishwashers. You know what I mean? Delivery drivers. Yeah. They've done it all, you know, and uh, and they were paid to do that. And now I, for the first time, have two employees that are not in the family that are supporting and they report to the bakery every day uh, at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, depending on what time, uh, what day of the week it is. And they're there until all of our pickups are, are done and mm-hmm. all of our deliveries uh, are complete for the day. Uh, we do a wholesale business. Uh, we have a couple of uh, restaurants and food businesses that we provide product to. Um, and we, uh, we do, uh, cupcakes, birthday cakes, occasion cakes, wedding cakes. We do, uh, like party treats, rice crispy treats and dipped strawberries and, um, mm. cake pops and things of that nature. Um, we do, uh, anniversaries and custom themed cakes. So if somebody wants a Superman cake, we, we will put together a Superman cake either based on the design they give us or the design that we envision in our own head. Um, and so we've just really tried a lot of different things. And I think we've got the right mix of product mm-hmm. now that uh, causes us to do very well. Um, mm-hmm. our, our location, um, our being located in the Hilltop area uh, has been a, a great uh, move for us because we've gotten more business uh, being located there than any other location that we've been uh, in the city of Tacoma. So it's an exciting time. I warned Doug at the beginning of this. Um, he's like, am I going to be hungry? What'd you say, Doug? Am I going to be right. hungry after this? <laughs> I said, I'm pretty sure you will be. But we so have, will we, I, so. oh, and we have, listen, we have so many, so many uh, specialty items. The cupcakes are delicious. The, if you can get it as a cupcake, you can get it as a cake. Mm. If you can get it as a pie, you can get it as a tart. Mm. You know, that works together. So if you're on a diet, you can get it in a bite size, you know, or if you just, you're good, you know, you can get the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah. So we have something Don't for everybody. <laughs> we love it. Uh, one of our top sellers is what we call strawberry screen. 
And it's mm. a strawberry cake with a vanilla whipped icing, strawberry filling, and a fresh strawberry on the top. Oh. And we sell a lot of so those. Good. I'm like, send a me one right those. now to Abu Dhabi. Yes, to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to do business in Dubai. Yeah, it's our neighbors. Uh, so it's like Seattle, yeah, basically. So, from here. Yeah. How far away are you from there? How far away is uh, now, it's Abu a, Dhabi? It's, depends on how. Depending on how fast you drive. So it's roughly anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's not far at all. Okay. No. Wow. It's, just, it's, like kind of, it's kind of like Seattle and Tacoma. You know, it depends on the traffic, depends Love on how it. fast you drive. Love it. But it's like not actually that far. Yeah. Nice. Um, gosh, nice. I was going to ask you. Um, so you also mentioned, so I, I guess let's talk a little bit about your COVID story. <laughs> you mentioned that there's yeah, some crazy things no, that have no happened person. with that. What, what's been going on with that for you all? I was in the process of raising funds to build out my retail location mm-hmm. when COVID-19 hit. Wow. So when it hit, it was like, everything came to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And I found myself with two staff, um, no business, a very little business, and wondering what I'm going to do with this 1,250 square foot space that Mm -hmm. I took a lease out on that I can't use the way that I intended to use. And so um, one day in late April, um, I think what Kobe had, we had closed right shortly, right before that, mid-April, top of April, mid-April. And um, so I, one day was driving down the street in my car and I got this idea and it's box and drop, just to stop, box and drop. Mm. I was like, well, we deliver cake already. So, okay, we'll just keep delivering and we'll box it like we've always done. But instead of knocking on the door and handing it, people will just drop it on the stoop and keep on moving, you know? So mm-hmm. like a no, no contact delivery. That's what I was thinking yeah. this was about, right? Yeah. So I wrote it down. I didn't know what else to do at the time. Two days later, a girlfriend of mine gets out on Facebook Live and she's mm-hmm. just, I'm like, I mean, like, her face is in the phone and she's just pouring her heart out about all of the things that are, uh, she's burdened with as a result of COVID-19. And she said, and people are going to need access to food. And as she's speaking and I'm listening to this live, I'm like food, box and drop, food, box and drop. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's starting to, my, my wheels are turning at this point. Mm-hmm. So I waited till she got off the line because I, I needed to talk to her right away. But I waited till she got off the line. Then I called her. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, uh, I think I got an idea for the food. I, I hear everything else you're trying to do, but I think I'm supposed to help with the food part. Mm-hmm. I said, now I have this space. I can't bake in yet, um, but I can use it any way I need to. So maybe this could be a station, a box and drop station for Revive Washington, because this was Mm. the name that she had come up with. And so she was like, Cassandra, I love it, but I can't do it. Now, if you can do it, we can do it. But if I have to do it, we can't do it. I said, don't worry about it. I'll do it. So the next nine days, I sat in my shop And I just looked at the walls and I just, idea after idea after idea after idea was coming to me. I started putting paper on the wall to kind of scope Mm -hmm. out how this operation would work. Um, I began to 
uh, trained people on the different tasks that we needed done. Um, called uh, my friend Cindy back. Cindy Fedricks is her name. And I said, I got it. Her husband came in. He made sure I was on target with all of the sanitation and and the yeah. um, and the sanitizing that needed to be done to ensure that we didn't uh, contract or give anybody mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. Um, and so after we went in and we cleaned the space out, set up the racks, we had our first Revive Washington box and drop food station. And what we do is we distribute boxes of non-perishable food items to uh, residents that are not able to access local food sources like the food bank or go to the grocery mm-hmm. store because either they're quarantined, uh, mm-hmm. they're immunochallenged, they have disabilities that prevent them from getting there without undue hardship. And so that's what we do. Um, and we've been doing that since... Um, the top of May. And I promise you, I'm just blown away with all of the support that we've gotten for this program because on day nine of me sitting in an office, scoping everything out, plotting everything out, training the staff uh, that I needed because we needed them to answer phones and take orders mm-hmm. and pull orders. Um, we launched and said, okay, we're out here. Revive Watching is here. If you need help, go to this website. Or if you want to donate, go to this website. And somebody got wind of it. And I was on a phone call. And somebody said, do I understand you to say that you're distributing food to to people who can't get to the food bank? Yes, we are. Uh, Well, I have about 400 residents that need that service. What? (laughs) What do you mean you have four? We have 400 people that I believe will qualify and will need the service that you offer. So we had we talked and uh, discussed the level of service they would want. And then ultimately, out of that conversation, we got a contract, one-year contract. Huh. Well, if you're going to serve 400 people regularly, you probably need some money to do that, right? So yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking about that. I'm like, right. how in the world right. are you funding so, this? Exactly. So it just so happened that, uh, of course, tons of money started coming down the pipe for COVID-19 support. We applied for a grant. We got a grant. And that grant has supported us in uh, paying the staff, buying the uh, food, because we don't hold food. We actually purchase the food that, uh, to go with yeah. the food that's donated yeah. to fill the boxes. So we don't carry inventory, which is a unique uh, part of yeah. our business model because we don't, we don't, we're not a food bank, we never intended mm-hmm. to be a food bank. We would just want to give people fresh food that will last um, and not go bad before they can prepare it. So it has been a phenomenal journey. We've since gotten several, uh, we've gotten a a second grant. Uh, We've had a a number of organizations partner with us. They donate food, um, they've donated money, substantial donations uh, to Revive Washington. And it is just uh, amazing. So we're distributing food boxes on Tuesday. We're distributing cupcakes and cakes every day. Uh, from this one location, and it has just been phenomenal. I mean, yes, it, it, we've recovered. People are finding, I guess they're at home sh- on their computers, you all, and they're finding love by the <laughs> slice, and they're putting their orders in online. And so, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really been great. It has been great. My staff, I, they haven't missed a, a beat. I was able to pay their uh, wages, mm. 
And, you know, that was one of the things I said, listen, you guys, I don't know what's going to come of this, but we're going to eat. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but here we are. And, and provision is here. And so we're just really grateful and humbled uh, to have the opportunity to serve and also create jobs because that's part of our mm-hmm. core value is to create jobs. And it's just, just phenomenal time. So just to be clear, you're running Revive Washington and Love by the Slice out of the same building, same staff, same 24 hours a day. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. Taking what we have and maximizing the utilization of the resources. And it has been phenomenal. That's incredible. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll ask you a few more questions. Hi, I'm Melanie Denise Cunningham, your 253 Peace Queen. And I'm Audrey Cunningham. And we're the host of the Channel 253 podcast, What Say You? This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by PeaceWorks United and the Greater Tacoma Community Foundation. And we're here to remind you that the 2020 census is underway and that you, yes, you must participate. That's right. I know people can get nervous when someone from the government shows up with a clipboard, but here's the truth. Participating in the census will help us get our fair share of representatives to Congress, and it will also get more federal funds to our community that we can use on urgent matters, like community policing, for instance, and many other things. You don't have to be a voter. You don't have to be a citizen even. In terms of the census, you count. Everyone counts. But you won't count unless you participate. Please take the time. Answer the questions. 10 questions, 10 minutes. Show up for your community. If you haven't completed the census form at this time, please visit census.gov to find out what you need to do now. Thank you to PeaceWorks United and the Greater Tacoma Community Foundation for your sponsorship of Channel 253 and getting the word out about the 2020 census. And we're back. And before we jump back into our conversation, just want to make a quick plug. If you are not a member of Channel 253, please go sign up. It's only $4 a month or $40 a year. Um, You'll get some awesome newsletters. You'll get some insight into some various things that are happening in Tacoma, access to some special episodes of podcasts. And it's pretty awesome. You're supporting something local. And so please go do that. We'll link to the button to do that in our show notes if you need it, or you can go Google it as well. Um, (laughs) All right. So I wanted to, oh gosh. I had a question I was going to say back. Oh, if people want to help or contribute or get involved in Revive Washington, is that something that you're still looking for contributions? Um, what does that look like? How, and how could they do that? Absolutely. Uh, so Revive Washington is accepting uh, both monetary donations and food donations. And you can uh, initiate uh, either by visiting us at www.revivewashington.com. Uh, There's a tab called Get Help if you need to uh, apply for a food box. Um, There you can also uh, give is the other tab where you can uh, learn more about how to donate monetarily and also how to donate food. Mm -hmm. And so uh, anytime you, you can access that website. Our phone number, if you wish to call, is one 877 947 
3007. And uh, also on that site, uh, you can, uh, when you go to the donate page, you can see the list of partners that have come alongside uh, to help us be successful in the work that we do. We've got about 13 partners. Um, and it, it's just been, I, I'm telling you, the support has been overwhelming. And I yeah. also want to say, yeah. um, uh, amid the COVID-19, that was just like one situation we've had to deal with. But the death of uh, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. George, um, th that uh, opened up uh, just another uh, completely unexpected uh, level of support for Love by the Slice. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. we have had so many friends, uh, colleagues reach out to us, um, amid all of that, um, has taken place, just their hearts are broken, you know, just broken. And part of it was, you know, I thought I got it. I thought that I understood what we were dealing with, but now that I've seen this, I realized I didn't get it, you know, and I'm my, I'm just, I don't even know what to do. I'm just overwhelmed with sadness and, um, mm -hmm. and, and guilt, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I don't know what to do. And so people have started putting out different, um, uh, lists of small businesses mm -hmm. that they can support that are black owned or minority owned mm -hmm. or woman owned. And we have been getting a lot a response from that. Um, uh, Educate Tacoma did an awesome uh, ad on Instagram and mm -hmm. they listed Love by the Slice as one of nine black owned businesses that could be supported uh, here in the city of Tacoma. And that was just phenomenal. I'd done business with them uh, for the last three years um, when it came time to announce the graduation rates for the city of Tacoma. Mm -hmm. And we would always create, you know, a, a nice treat, a cake or a cookie yeah, um, to send to the schools. And so for them to do that was just, I mean, it just blessed my heart. You know, people don't have to do that. You know what I mean? And so people are finding us. We've not done a good job. Some have said uh, connecting with our black owned businesses and we want to do that now. And so mm -hmm. uh, they're reaching out and placing orders and scheduling events, um, you know, uh, ordering their treats for events that they have or meetings that they have. And so it has just been a, a phenomenal time. This is a really a new day, I think, uh, mm -hmm. for all of us, because we are, uh, we've awakened to find ourselves that we haven't done enough work um, mm -hmm. in a lot of areas. And so we're faced with a lot of unique opportunities to stay engaged, stay woke, uh, and be mm -hmm. active. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what time is going to uh, bring. We've got a, mm -hmm. uh, this, this next vote coming up is a real critical situation, you know, and uh, I feel like some of us are fighting. Understatement, yeah. So <laughs> I think some of us, we're fighting for our yeah. very existence. Exactly, um, yeah. If you will. And so yeah. I'm really excited about what is happening. I'm grateful uh, that, you know, people are saying, go support love by the slice. Go mm -hmm. order some cupcakes, get a cake, you know, um, just get a treat because you have a sweet tooth that needs to be cured, you know, all yeah. of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we have just been really blessed in that respect. So phenomenal time. So what do you think about the move? Like you mentioned, um, a list of, you know, black owned or minority owned, women owned businesses. I mean, what do you think about that as like, like you mentioned, kind of a phenomenon um, that's starting, I think, to 
it's not like it hasn't been around for a while, but I think there's a move, right, that people are starting mm-hmm. to curate this a little bit more. And honestly, mm-hmm. that's how I found you reaching out um, to Tawana as yes. well. Um, shout out, by the way, uh, we'll link to why you should support her as she's running for um, the Senate. race. So yes. anyway, politics, change. Yes, yes, yes we need indeed. more change. So, um, so, what do you th- so what do you think about these lists? Do you feel like they come from a place of authenticity? Uh, do you feel uh, skeptical about them at all? Um, what do you think? So I think that... Um, the best way to put it, um, based on what my, what my experience has been, is that a lot of my friends, colleagues, allies, they're in shock, quite frankly, mm-hmm. and they want to do something, right? Yep. So whether it's in whether it's genuine or ingenuine or um, de- uh, you know uh, uh, an emotional response or whatnot, um, at this point, to me, it doesn't even matter. The, the what matters to me is that we're coming together and yeah. we're recognizing that there has been a tremendous economic impact on yeah. people of color. And we've got to find creative ways to support this community mm-hmm. in an effort to improve equity. Mm-hmm. To experience equity for all. And I think um, I've told a lot of my allies and friends, listen, we don't have to try to change the world today. I just want you to have time to deal with the emotions that you're dealing with. I think people have to be given time and space to feel and to talk things out um, and to share um, before they're committed to anything. Because sometimes you got to get all that stuff out to be able to focus on what you, what your contribution to this uh, fight is going to be. Yeah. Because we're, we are in a fight. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, hope I purposely did not look at the COVID-19 statistics Mm. on purpose because in with, with George's passing and with all of the other situations we've seen, I knew for a fact that those numbers would send me reeling. And I was right because I tried, I avoided it as long as I could. And then CNN, Don Lemon, let let the cat out the bag. (laughs) I was like, oh, I was trying not to see these numbers. No, Don. (laughs) So when I saw the numbers, I just wept. I wept. I'm like, how can we be here after 40 years? It's it's not even 40 years after the passing of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. How are we here? How Mm -hmm. does this even happen? We've been having conversations. We are um, talking about things. But I see that's the problem. We're doing a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I believe when, it, when you have an equity discussion, that's the hard discussion for everybody at the table. Because at yeah. the end of the day, that means you got to invest more in yeah. one group to bring them up, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ready for that. You know, I don't yeah. know if we're yeah. ready for that, but I think what we have seen has been something we've never seen mm-hmm. in my in my lifetime. When you have people protesting nationwide for the Black Lives Matter cause, mm-hmm. people that don't look like me, don't mm-hmm. talk like me, don't even speak my language. But yet they're they've got their signs and mm-hmm. they're out being present. And then how many days of protesting has it been? 
over 20 days now, mm-hmm. people are still in the streets talking mm-hmm. about this. And so mm-hmm. I think it is, uh, it seems almost like an awakening uh, yep. nationwide. Uh, and everybody realizes there's something we've got to do. Um, it's mm-hmm. just how do we get the, um, how do we get enough motion in one direction that we're seeing things through to, um, to uh, manifestation? Meaning, you know, mm-hmm. the first thing that popped in my mind was we got four states in this country that have no hate crime statutes. Mm. How is that? You know, yeah. how, how, how did we get here? Right. We have no domestic terrorism uh, legislation at the national level. How has that happened? Because my mm-hmm. people are being terrorized on a daily basis and yeah. people are just walking away like it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. so these are the things that we've got to stay woke. We've got to stay in the fight. We've got to we've got to make up in our minds individually and collectively what we are gifted. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. are skilled to take on and we've got to mm-hmm. stick with it in the off season. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. In the off season. When the cameras have mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. when the cameras cut off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's no more media coverage and nobody's protesting, we still got to be in the game and we still got to mm-hmm. be seeing things through and making sure that our legislators, our legislators, our senators, our employers, um, our mm-hmm. healthcare providers are meeting the needs of people without discrimination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a fir- I think it's a great first start. Hope I think yeah. people are doing what they know to do. I think there's so much we don't know to do that mm-hmm. we'll learn if we stay at the table and we keep having the tough conversations. Yeah, I, I think I totally agree with you. I, I'm thinking about that as key, right? Like, how do we keep having those tough conversations? How do we um, continue working? Like, like you said, after everything's gone, after, you know, people are filling whatever, they're going back to their apathy, they're going back to quote unquote, regular life, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I, I part of me, I mean, my name's Hope. So like, I want to be hopeful that, right. that like, <laughs> we're, we're past that. My hope is that this momentum, right, that you've been talking about is driving people and, and realizing how crucial it is for the people that they care about, right? Or maybe someone that they don't have never cared about before. And now they're realizing this other person is human too, and deserves this human dignity in life. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. or as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, like this idea of joy, right. Just living your life and having joy, um, and fulfillment. Right. And so it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening. Um, I kind of feel like this is actually a perfect time. I could talk to you forever. Um, but I also (laughs) feel like it's perfect time to give our audience some homework. So usually at this, (laughs) towards the end of our episode, we, assign homework because we're both teachers, Annie and I. Um, so in this segment, we will assign some homework. Interchangeable. White ladies! So do you have anything um, in particular that you would like to ask or call people who are listening to go do? It could be an action. It could be It could be really anything. I don't know if you had a chance to think about it. I did think about it. I hey. did. <laughs> I did. As in the season that we're in, I think there's one primary conversation that everybody needs to have. I think we all need to ask ourselves and we need to write this down on paper. We need to, we need to get a compilation and we need to understand what are our biases Mm -hmm. as it relates to black people, as it relates to white people, what are our biases? And we need to write them down. Yeah. And I think the homework is to write them down 
and identify two or three actions Mm -hmm. that will help us to overcome those biases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's great homework. Um, All right, listeners, you better do that. That's good homework. I'll actually link also to um, there's the Harvard like implicit bias test. I know some people have probably seen that, um, but we'll link to that too. So if you're like, I don't know where to start. I'm not biased at anything. Feel free to take those surveys and it'll reveal some things about yourself that you might be really uncomfortable with, um, but also you need to face them to do something else. Um, I also want to give a little bit of homework, and I'm just going to simply say um, go support Love by the Slice. And also, as I've just learned today, Revive Washington. Think about ways that you can contribute. Um, Also, do you have any other businesses in Tacoma, particularly Black-owned or women-owned, minority-owned, that you would like to shout out at all or recommend people um, check out their work? So uh, the first business I would like to shout out is the shoe lady, Danielle McGee. She sells shoes. They print t-shirts. They're located down at the Freight House Square in downtown Tacoma. Let me see. Who else? Uh, That's that's one that's coming to my mind right now. There might be another one. Okay. If you think of any else, um, just you can shoot me an email too, and I can add them onto our, our notes as well. Okay. We always want people. Um, we actually have an episode coming out this week, right before your episode does. Um, that is uh, by the owner of Fernseed, and so she talks mm-hmm. about being a white woman doing planting, and like what does that mean for her, and the complicated mm-hmm. nature of things with that. Um, and so one of the things we've been talking about is just how do we challenge people in the city of Tacoma, especially to, you know, shift their purchases, right? So as we've been talking on the show so far today, but even getting Mm -hmm. away from Amazon, right, or are the things that we think are simpler and actually shopping more locally as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Well, is there anything else that I missed? The melon seed, the melon seed, Uh and they're really good. Um, I don't want to call them a sandwich place because they do salads, sandwiches. They have, um, uh, uh, what is it called? This great dessert. It's in a pineapple. I mean, the thing is really, really cool. Um, Mm. And they call it the melon seed and it has um, sorbet, pineapple and raspberry sorbet. And they put kiwi and oh man, it's awesome. But the melon seed is another uh, black owned business here in Tacoma. And I would encourage uh, people to support a uh, good friend of mine, um, I call her the cookie lady. Mm-hmm. Deb, I can't call her last name right now, but she owns um, Bite Me Cookies. Oh, yeah. Bite Me Cookies. So, so she's well known. She's been in uh, the matter of fact, she was located. I found I met her when she was located next door to where I'm currently located. Oh, that's great. Yes. So she had a retail location, but now she manufactures. She's big time now. So you can find her product in Target. She's in um, Met Market. Uh, I think in Central Tacoma. Um, And then, of course, she's online and they ship all over the place. So she's doing really, really well. So that's another black. Those are the three that come to my mind right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate those recommendations. You're welcome. Um, well, we thank you for being on the show, taking your time out of your day, telling us a little bit about your story. It was a real pleasure to meet you today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to grab your copy of The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor for our Read Less Basic book club. Follow the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag Read Less Basic. 
Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. Uh, are you in your car right now? Yeah. <laughs> the Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.